Hello everyone, welcome back to our Severe Case of Indecision and our Completely Biased Opinions with Ian and Tyler. You are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? Oh, I'm better now. I'm, sir, pretty fantastic right about now. I like our little ritual we have now. Me too. We've got we've got it going so that we've scheduled our, our Friday night to be available every week. Even though school is going fucking strong as shit, dude. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah. Nice. Dude, seven courses? Seven courses Ooh. kicking my ass right now. Ooh. It's a fun time. It's fine. Don't uh, you feel intelligent? Huh? Don't you feel intelligent? Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, in some ways. In some ways, I feel about as fucking sharp as the, uh, the president. Shoot. Oh. Oh, or the president. Sure. Uh, <laughs> 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 I feel about as sharp as the president's jawline. Hmm. <laughs> hairline. Hope Or hairline. Whatever. Mm. Yeah, the receding one. Good. Hope you all are having a fantastic week. Where was I going? I can't remember. I just remember that we were having a good time. What are we reviewing tonight, Tyler? We are reviewing the self-titled Leanne LaHavis record. Yeah, it is self-titled. Okay. It is. This is what? Her third full-length album? Yes, sir. Um, okay. Can I give the... Okay. I'll give you the rundown on how I found this. Back when I was still watching Fantano, he reviewed this. And I saw he was wearing the yellow flannel, the, the fabled yellow flannel, and I was like, okay, maybe this is something to pay attention to. And uh, lo and behold, he thought it was a good record, but what caught my eye was that she had covered Radiohead's Weird Fishes. Uh, which was on this album, and I immediately saw fit to scream at Tyler through my phone and tell him to get on his shit and go listen to it, which we both promptly did. It was just exciting seeing somebody covering that song because that particular song is one of my favorite Radiohead songs, period, point blank. So I was pretty fucking hyped for that, and I listened through the entire album. You will see if we agree with said Melon later. But fun fact, actually, this is not the only... Radiohead cover that I've seen this year. What was it? Kelly Lee Owens dropped an electronic record earlier this year, and she also covered. Yeah, she also covered the same song. I think she just called it arpeggio. Spoiler alert: I like this one a lot better. So we'll get into that though. Do you have anything else to preface with, or can I give a little bit of info? I also saw Fantano's review, but I didn't really take time to listen to it until you pointed out the Radiohead track. I gotcha. Maybe I'm just a Radiohead whore, but... Yeah, and also, also like, I watch a lot of his reviews, and I don't actually listen to the albums. <laughs> so, not all the time. Like, if no, someone that's interesting, or I'm listening to what he says, and I'm like, oh, well, I have to check that out. But sometimes, just like, eh, you know? Yeah. Usually, I kind of wait for you to tell me if it's good or not. <laughs> and then I scoop in. Yeah. Leon the Habits. Or Leanne, Leanne, Leanne LaHavis, born Leanne Charlotte Barnes. Uh, she was born the 23rd of August, 1989. Um, she's a British singer and songwriter. Her career began after being introduced to various musicians, including singer Paloma Faith, for whom she sang backing vocals in 2010. LaHavis signed to Warner Bros. Bros. Records. Very, very impressive. Uh, spending two years developing her songwriting before releasing any music. Uh, she had... Two other albums that released, one in 2012, and then, what, another in 2016, I believe? So, fairly well-spaced-out record. She's got a rather short discography, but in that short time, she has garnered quite the audience and critical acclaim, so that is to be noted. It earned uh, Her 2012 release earned her a nomination for the BBC's Sound of 2012 and some awards for the iTunes Album of the Year. Very, very impressive. I'm gonna be honest, though. I've I never really heard her name save for like two months ago. So like I I 
I kind of went back and listened to her old stuff. It's like, I, I guess I couldn't have told you beforehand if I had known her, you know, I like, it was just is what it is, you know, but this one caught my eye. She is, I guess, I, I believe she has some Latin roots. There's a lot of fucking very, very rooted in Latin music influences coming through on this album, which is very nice. She's got a couple of different places that she's pulling from, whether it be from uh, Spanish folk music or more R&B or more soul, you know. She pulls from the usual bag, I guess, but she's very, very different, at least on this album, than many of her contemporaries. I think she's been a person who has gone under most people's radar until this time. And this album has been received pretty positively by a lot of people, but it has sold really well. And it has really, yes, it has propelled her very high as, as far as charting sales go compared to what she's done in the past, like public exponential growth compared to what she's done before, which I think is fair. I, if you go back and you listen to her first record compared to this record, uh, I mean, how far she's come is impressive. Yeah. And you'd hope the the fan base and the acclaim would grow from there, and it's comforting to see that. Yeah. I also see here that I, I was wondering if she did a color show. She did do a color show. That would be one. So she's she's been, I guess she's been around this year. She's done a, a couple of different outings in terms of that which is cool that makes me happy for her it would be a dream to be on the color show for me so like fucking good on you she's probably been on npr and stuff tiny desk that whole spiel too that'd be fun that'd be fun i feel like she'd have a really good npr tiny desk concert if she did one or if she has done one maybe i'll have to go look through that there's some really good music shows Mm -hmm. there's some really good ones even i i Definitely don't prefer things that aren't independent, like NPR can go suck one, but the Tiny Desk thing is pretty fun. Tiny Desk is I fun. Like I like I, Colors, and I like Triple J. I like Colors, too. Leon the Havis, are we uh, ready to get uh, yeah. into the music? Okay, yeah. Let's do that. Get it. First off, I want to just say that her second album was in 2015, and I hate myself. Thank you very much. Okay, we can get into things oh, now. Oh, you're going to get canceled. I know. I'm, wow. It's, I'm finished. My whole career is over. Before what are you going to do? What, what am I going to... I'm probably going to become homeless, dude. Who should I uh, replace you with? <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Your, uh, your brother's out there, right? Uh, you, yeah. You have a couple choices, I guess. There's a, there's a couple errors. If William fucks up, then you can take Samuel. There you go. <laughs> Audience? Audience? Okay. Things that I can say here to get us prepared uh, for the nitty gritty. I was fairly pleasantly sur- surprised with what I found on this album. My first introduction was, of course, the Radiohead cover. That said Radiohead cover is very good. It's very classy. It's very, again, rooted rooted in those Spanish folk music tendencies a lot of the times, but also has a very neo-soul edge, especially with a lot of her rhythms. She uses that those, those Spanish rhythms, which is really, really nice. But the Radiohead track is surprisingly for how little it works with, very, very kind of 
textured, um, whether that be with her voice or the fantastically warbly keyboard that is laid throughout the entire track, basically, save for the vocal bridge that she does, which is fantastic. But I was pleasantly surprised with this track and many others. I was very, very happy, again, with the Spanish roots. That is something on this album that I would like to see more people doing in general. I feel like Spanish folk music is like, when it is done really, really well and not gentrified to fuck all like it is on most radio music where they'll just take a Latin beat and call it a day and then put, it some, put some trap hi-hats in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That really warms my fucking... No more tangent mode, no more tangent mode. We've already gone off on three of those today. I guess one thing that I can tag this album right off of the bat with is classy. There are some very, very classy things that... It's some very classy production choices, some very, very um, well thought out songwriting choices uh, that she makes all across the album. And another thing to mention is that she can carry a tune like nobody else. She has the voice of a chorus of angels. It's like, it, it's like my soul is being spoken to every time she speaks into the mic. She's just got something, it's, there's so, something so deep about her voice. Not necessarily like deep in timbre, or she has a lower register, but there's something that comes from, it, it's like it's a welling from deep within. It's very soulful. Yes, it is. It speaks the soul similar, is similarly in a way that, okay, okay, not necessarily comparing her. No, I, you know what? I think I can get away with this comparison. Kind of like Aretha Franklin did. Uh, now, Aretha Franklin is a legend. I'm not saying that she has the legend status of Aretha Franklin yet. I'm just saying that her voice speaks to a similar area in my soul, and I love it. She's got a very, very... I, she's just very, very rooted in her own sound, and it sounds like she really knows her way around her voice. And that's something that I really respect about her. And that's something that really carries the record regardless of the production, what the production sounds like, or if some of the songs just don't land like some of the others do. Her voice carries throughout, and that's a constant that I really, really liked and admired about this album. I really love the aesthetic of this. I, this is one of those, this is, this is interesting because this is one of those records that you can kind of take and you can kind of digest from a couple of different angles. If you really want to get nitty and gritty with it, and you want to pay attention, and you want to listen to the lyrics, and kind of digest what she's saying in a lot of the songs, and a lot of her songs are very much storytelling, very yeah. much emotionally driven, and she does a good job of that. She too. has, you know, she she can pen a tune. She knows she knows how to get across what she's trying to say. You can approach it from that angle. You can kind of approach this as one of those angles that you could you could get away with playing in the background of a fancy dinner. It kind of has that element to it too, where it's upbeat at times, but it's laid back enough where you can kind of swing either way. I think that a lot of this album could appeal to a lot of people while also appeal to people who are very particular and specific about their music. I think that this can be presented to a lot of different types of music going people. It, it, it can be perceived as very, very artistic and speak to those sides of people, but it's also very accessible for people who right. don't it's, like it's just, to... 
Exactly. It's just easygoing. And there's something really respectable about that. I can't, I can't off the top of my head think of a ton of albums in this vein that uh, accomplish that the way that this does. Extremely successfully, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Like, there's, there's a little bit for everybody here. And man, even all of the Radiohead people that would have been driven to this. I mean, you could arguably, you could take that track and replace it interchangeably with you know, a lot of other ones and you would bring someone from that fan base over, you know? And I I guess you could say you could do that with literally anything, but there's something about about that. Like there's something about that track. That's, it feels so appropriate here. There's yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it, I don't know. It's so, it's so strange that that's what she chose. Yeah. Like, like, wow, she's really into that. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, I appreciate that she appreciates that area of music. Yeah. But out of all the songs in the entire music world that could have been covered just then, it was Weird Fishes by Radiohead. And it fits. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It oh, yeah. Really and her, her her take on it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, just briefly, I have watched videos of her playing guitar. Okay. I have watched videos of her playing drums. I haven't looked at the exact credentials on this album of who's giving credit for playing which instrument, but I would be, I would not be in the least bit surprised if she played most of the stuff on this record. Really? She is God level guitar. She is God level drumming. She is ridiculous. So with that being said, that that it was one of those things where after, you know, I, I gained a bigger appreciation for this yeah. after because it, it kind of had that feeling of you know the same thing black belt eagle scout did where it was there's not a big production band behind this yeah this is one chick who's just rocking the house and recording it for other people to hear mm-hmm. and there's something really respectable about that and yeah i don't know what it is but i just i love talented people man you know yeah yeah that's that one shines. of the things that on this. Yeah, that's one of the things that I can really tack on to this album as well is that the level of talent and just her musical knowledge is very very clear from the get-go. Like extremely clear. Especially with again, her knowledge of her own voice, the way that she can layer her own voice in a track, her knowledge of harmony. You can tell I mean, of course there are people behind the scenes working on this, but like this is still her album, and from what you've just said, I can I I I'd be willing to bet money on the fact that she did a lot of this herself now. And that is extremely respectable. One thing that I can differentiate from this album and the Black Belt Eagle Scout album is this is just a much more intricate style of playing and musicality in general. Black Belt Eagle Scout is far more stripped back, I think, in a sense, even though this album can be very stripped back at times. Just the harmonic density, the rhythmic density of Latin music as juxtaposed with indie music or that style of indie music, grunge-tinged indie music, is just the, the realms of thought are so far pulled apart from each other that it's like, it's almost... You, you can't really yeah, make the, comparisons. Uh, the power chords on this record are few <laughs> and far in between. Let's just put it that literally way. non-existent um, on this record. Oliver Tree. Uh, <laughs> going off of her knowledge of harmony and rhythm, the rhythm section on this album is so tight. The drums all across the album snap. They are fantastic. I have 
absolutely no problems with them. Just what she does rhythmically, even with some of her guitar taps on tracks like Seven Times, or even like Read My Mind or Can't Fight, f fucking phenomenal. Just those little rhythmic, especially uh, Seven Times and Can't Fight. The ry little rhythmic touches that she adds, just to add that next level of kind of the shuffle feel or giving it sort of a, a heartbeat it really it adds to the envelopment that this album sort of holds on you throughout its runtime and that's fantastic i can also say that the production pretty much all across this album is great everything sounds very clear most of the time anyway and again her knowledge of vocal layering across the album is pretty much fucking unparalleled, at least in, like, her own neo-soul Latin vein. Like, it's it's really, really impressive what she's able to do with her voice, especially on the track Please Don't Make Me Cry, which has uh, one of the most laid-back rhythms on the albums. The tempo is very, very uh, lax and sort of in the pocket, but her, the, the hook is glorious. It is rich. It is so full, and her voice, it, it just, it, it washes over you like a fucking calming wave. Like, it's just, ugh. The, it's so lush, and that's something that I really appreciate. And also, I appreciate some of the simplicity that she's able to pull off on some of these tracks, like the Weird Fishes cover, where she's able to simultaneously, with that keyboard, create a sound that is so interesting. And, and I mean, it's very roadsy. It's a very classic sounding instrument. And that's something that I appreciate. But she's able to combine that with her voice in this hush sort of moment when her voice comes in. And along with the, the very, very fuzzy bass that comes in at one point as well, it's all of it collides in a way that makes it sound so much more rich than it probably even actually is. Like it, 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 it makes for so much more of an experience when you go through the track and going back to that vocal bridge that I was talking about on Weird Fishes where uh, if you've listened to the track by Radiohead you know the the end where Tom York is sing singing I got eaten by the worms and Weird Fishes that's the part where all of the instruments sort of just fall apart and she spotlights she spotlights herself and her own voice and these gorgeous vocal harmonies man the like even like her own voice leading the way that she weaves all of the inner parts in and out of each other, it's just, like, it's incredible. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she's had an extensive amount of jazz training from that. Like, she's really, really in it to fucking demolish. And she destroys some of her tracks here. She also writes some impressive lengths as well. The final track on the album, which is Sour Flower, is six minutes long, and for the entire runtime, I am completely captivated. And that is becoming more and more difficult to find now that I think about it with newer artists. Like, the attention span of music listeners is just going down the fucking shitter. And not, just, not just music, everything. Yeah, no, everything. Everything. And, I mean, and information overload, of course. You're gonna imagine that to be the, the case, you know? Even with myself, I find my attention span getting smaller and smaller by the fucking second. And yet, this track, there's something so serene. I love the field recording that starts it off with all of the birds chirping and sort of the wind uh, finding its way through the trees and everything. And again, this is sort of a beautiful cacophony of everything that she's sort of 
showcased on this record with her simplicity, with her ability to layer herself and layer sounds on top of each other. And it all comes together for this beautiful, and it even, it, it, it leaves off on just the drums, just the rhythm. And that's one of the driving points of this record, and I think that really fits well. I guess that's mostly my TED Talk. I'll I'll base I'm, myself... I'm with you on most of that. Okay. Actually, like, I'm with you on all of that. I don't okay. disagree with any of your points there. Okay. I like what you said about the drums, too. The drums are, like... Her one sense of, the most, of groove. Her sense yeah, of oh my groove gosh. is, like, oh! Probably one of the most poignant parts of the record. Yeah. And, like, the I can kit- imagine this being so fun to drum along to. Sorry. But, like... No, you're fine. The kit that was used is so good. Mm. The, the drums sound sound crisp and smooth and they sound so good just to give a few of my favorites i mean besides weird fishes there were a few tracks that were really 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 stand out i think please don't make me cry yeah is gorgeous weird fishes please don't make me cry in seven times is like the streak on this record yes it's like the holy matrimony it's like the holy trinity like it's the groove on seven times and the uh, guitar uh holy and the the way like you said the way that this album goes out it's this feeling of of coming full circle and it's this it's this feeling on going out on what she knows best and i kind of wish that more artists did that i feel like a lot of artists try in a lot of ways artists try too hard to make this you know Big grandiose statement. Big statement. Big, you know, they go out on this really high note. They, you know, and a lot of times that just falls short because they try falls and flat on his pull face, too yeah. many strings and, and, and do too much. And if you can stick with your guns and kind of encapsulate the feeling that your record has, that's the best thing you yeah. can do. And there and are so no, many things nobody did that better than she just did right yeah. here. Like she 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 encapsulated everything she needed to and it, it's phenomenal. Yeah. There's so many things to consider when making an album when it comes to especially if you're trying to experiment with something. There are a lot of albums that I feel like are trying to be so artistic and experimental and have this big fucking statement and it's just like all right kid like seriously uh, and don't get me wrong, there are plenty of experimental albums over the years that have changed the course of music history entirely. Take, like, the first couple years of the Aphex Twin discography, Kid A by Radiohead. You get the point. But there are those among us that have such a knowledge of their own personal capability and what they are able and willing to do within a piece of music and allotted time that they are given, or they give themselves... To create a piece of music. And they're able to work so well within those confines that it doesn't really matter if they're pushing boundaries or not. Because I personally, honestly, think that some of the greatest albums of all time aren't necessarily boundary pushers. They're just a culmination of what makes those genres or that artist so great. And... I guess that can be said for Radiohead. I think that in Rainbows did some uh, genre or did some pushing in other areas other than genre, aka pay what you want for what you're streaming, push boundaries there. But it's not necessarily like the Kid A, or it wasn't the album the Kid A was. But still, it worked within its own boundaries so well that it, it's, in my mind at least, it's like literally flawless. It's what makes that band so great. And that's sort of what she's doing here. Not to say that this is like an incredible masterpiece of an album, but I think this is a very, very good album for that reason. 
get what I'm saying? You pick up my drift, get what I'm laying down. I got it. Cool. I, I'm I'm walking along your brick road of thoughts that you have paved for me with cool. what you have put down in the past forty five <laughs> seconds or so. Chill. Okay. Are we are are we good here then? Are we just about fine? Golden brown. Okay. That's the way I like it. All right. Let's head on over to what we didn't like then. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh that sounds negative. That does. Okay. Next section. How about that? Okay, getting into this, I didn't think that the beginning of the album was particularly gripping. Read My Mind, track 2, and track 3, Green Papaya, are not my favorite tracks. Track 2 kind of just caught me in a weird train of thought, as, as far as the lyrics go. Talking They're very about, sensual. Yeah, yeah, I mean, tra- track, two, track 2 is a lack of dick. Okay. Oh, all right. Track track three is in the same vein. Not, okay. not, not dick vein. But <laughs> <laughs> and then going into five, Paper Thin, which was the first, I believe the first single off of this. I, yeah, um, I feel like I people have been I flipping out about this track a little bit. Yeah. I've seen, I've heard it around, like, in some of my music circles. Like, there are people that really like this track a yeah, lot. Yeah, and it was put it was put on a couple of... Um, playlists, yeah. Playlists, too. I, I saw it on um, Spotify in passing, and nothing wrong with that. I'm great that she's getting attention, but why this song? There are literally a handful of other ones that are... Far better. Paper Paper Thin is is just, uh, in my opinion, a shallow song. I don't think it's necessarily shallow lyrically. I kind of I, I agree with you though. No, like it's in, instrumentally, instrumentally shallow. In, instrumentally shallow. I don't mean lyrically shallow. I, I, I also understand thought, what she's saying. Yeah, and the 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 mixing. I I get that the mixing is a little bit raw on this song, and I kind of like that. But when I was listening to it, I found the snare to be like intrusive. Really? Almost like the 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 drums were mixed just a li- like turn the dial down just a tad on those drums sometimes a on that aggressive. Songs. Yeah, it just uh, like that track just felt a little bit off kilter and unbalanced for me. And also her sense of contour um, across these songs kind of it loses its edge with that song. There's not a whole lot of ebb and flow i guess you could call it yes uh, it all s- stays sort of on a straight line tra- trajectory and i don't think that's where she sits most comfortably right. in her songwriting and as as far as direction of the album goes i mean we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier this album doesn't really have that much of a clear direction and that's that's not always the worst thing because there are albums that can get away with that we've reviewed a few of those recently where yeah the order doesn't necessarily matter. They're kind of all standalones, but that's, I don't feel like that's the case with these. I feel like a lot of these kind of go hand in hand and the spacing of these songs is just weird. And I know that's always something that I talk about, 
But how many people actually sit down and listen to an album from the first song all the way to the last song? When you do that, it makes a big deal because if you have three or four songs that are kind of the same or kind of similar or kind of aren't that good, that really affects your listening experience when you're listening to the album because you just, you kind of dread four songs in a row. Whereas if, if you had, you know, more of an alternating thing, every song can't be a hit. It's just not how most albums go. Yeah. But once in a blue moon, you'll find an album where it's like, there's not even a skippable track on there, but like that's yes, but you literally once in an eon. You can't stack. And everyone does, but you can't stack sections of this album and, and or of any album. And oddly enough, I feel like, um, the later like half was more stacked. seven, eight, nine, ten closer. Like it, for me, those were the stronger tracks. Yeah. And it's slow well. getting into it because I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really find anything that was like dramatically her or dramatically intriguing until probably until I hit Weird Vicious. And I'm going to be honest, I just, I'm glad I'm, I started with Weird Vicious as the track. I am that, too. Yeah. If I had, like, if I had on my own discovered Paper Thin and listened to that, I probably wouldn't have gone that much further. Yeah. Which would on, have been on, unfortunate because right. there are some really, really great deep cuts on this record. There are some really great tracks in general yeah. on this record. I'm And I'm impatient when it comes to music. There's so much to be consumed, and yeah. there's so much that I know has been rating, rated well and that I'm I'm digging into. So when a new thing comes out and I listen to a track and the track is eh, I am moving along to the I next gotcha. one because there's a lot to be... There's a lot to be looked at. Number six, Out of Your Mind, Interlude. What the hell? Why? I didn't know why. why it's not, not... Not only is it not good, but it's just awkward. Why? I didn't think it wasn't why? good. I thought it was kind of sort of adding to the aesthetic a little bit, but at the same time, yeah, it's a little bit cumbersome where it's sitting. It's it, smack dab in the middle of the record, but it's like, it's literally the bridging point between the first half, which is a little bit shoddier than the second half, and immediately after that, we get hit after hit after hit. It's like the bridging point between those two, and it's, it's kind of weird. It's a weird sore thumb, though. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere, and it goes into nowhere. It is... It is. It's just there. It kind of happens, and it's what is it? It's like a minute and nineteen seconds. It's like yeah, it's not. It's not much going on, and it's kind of just like her vocally warming up and down along with this interesting groove thing. But wh why? I I don't know. I just that really is a chin scratcher yeah. going through this. I also found that courage was a little bit like eh. It was a little bit more psychedelic than some of the other songs here, which I appreciated, but I just felt like the pacing was way off on this track. It just, it, it, it takes a long time and I like the chord progression. And again, I like her voice. She's a little bit more hushed on this track, but it just, it takes so long for the track to warm up. And I really, I still scratch my head at that really, really weird kind of synth line that happens in the background like again adding to the sort of psychedelic effect of this track but like i i'm still scratching my head at it like i don't know what how fucking uh, one day it'll sound fucking incredible and the next day i'll just be sitting there like what huh why also just like a side note i thought read my mind read my mind's a f uh, read my mind is a horny track i'm just gonna get it out there it it, it is it it 
That is exactly what it is. Um, it's a it's a fuck song. What what have I said? <laughs> what have I said? I just thought that with this album being so aesthetically upfront, with this album being so sort of the the instrumental palette, while it is diverse, it's still she still sticks to her guns. The tracks that fail more are much more easily discernible to me. The the tr- tracks that fall short just kind of really fall short. And it's not even that they're really bad tracks because there are good things about them. But when they're among these other songs where I feel like she's so in her stronger area of working through these songs, it just pulls me out of it a little bit. Like these songs really fell a little bit flat. And that's something that I was kind of disappointed by. But I'm going to be honest with you. Some of the t- content here is so good that I kind of don't give a shit anyway. So... I'm I'm pretty much done with that. I am very, very glad that I ended up listening to this album, even if it was just based off of a fucking Fantano review. Like, you know what? Or based off of fucking a, a Radiohead cover. Looking forward to our next output. Lo- loved a lot of things about this record. Fucking chill. I'm, I'm fucking hanging out, dude. So, you ready? You ready to hop into it? Let's, let's hop into it. Closer, boys. I feel comfortable in saying that the pros outweigh the cons, yes. and the good outweighs the bad by a, a pretty good margin. Yeah. Obviously, this is not a perfect record. I said I didn't love the first third, first half of it, as much as I liked uh, what came after, and I really, I really felt like as you listen through it, she became more and more herself and more distinct and more interesting as the the record went on and really rare that's really rare to find it was usually, weird usually you find a stacked first half and the rest is just like might as well just float off into the ether but it's the complete opposite i feel like that's kind of uh a, a bigger production thing to do Fair. i feel like it's more common you know what's really rare? For albums to be spaced well, like really well. <laughs> That's how often does that happen? Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, neither here nor there. I really, really like this one. She has one of the most angelic and amazing voices uh, that I can think of. She can carry these tracks all just, day fucking long. Just female music. The layering in her vocals were ridiculous. The drums were crisp and sounded so good, and I know that we keep harping on the drums, but they were such an important part of this record. And it's if so li- integral. If you've heard it, you understand. If you haven't heard it, you will understand. There, it's just you can't get around how pivotal they are and how how much the album relies on them to to carry one thing to the next. I thought that this album was really so- solid. She can pen a really good tune. She has an incredible amount of, of talent instrumentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that isn't something that I knew before, like d- diving deeper into this, but I'm telling you for anyone listening, she played a lot on this and I can almost guarantee that all of the guitar was her. I'm pretty sure all of which the guitar was her, yeah. which is amazing because that's I really I, admire that. That's also one of the strongest and most unique points that the, the guitar that she plays has a really unique timbre. Yeah. And, I'm interested to see what it looks like just being a guitar guy. She plays she plays so well. So well. I'm really excited for what comes next. I I have briefly 
taken a listen to what she had come before this. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied in finding out that this is the best to date. She's growing in her music. This she's, is the one she's that getting stronger. Most. I'm excited for what comes next. It, it almost feels like this being self-titled, like she kind of came out of her shell a bit, and this is what we can expect more of. That's really exciting. I'm so down for that. Yeah, for sure. Side note, I don't know why there were two di- versions of Bittersweet on this album. I have no idea. There's one at the very beginning and one at the very end. Like, it's a good song, but we didn't need two of them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I kind of just wanted to pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I had to point it out. I am very, again, I, I will, I guess I'll repeat myself here because I feel like it's prevalent enough. I was very happy that I actually sat down and listened to this record. And like you said, I am excited for her next output, and I'm also happy that this is what I started out with. I do feel like she's sitting more where she's comfortable right now, and this gives her much more of a strong base to branch out in the future, which is cool. It's really chill. This is a really fucking impressive album. Even if some of the tracks didn't hit as hard as others, I think this is a very impressive release. Do you have a grade? I'm feeling a 7.4. 7.6 to 7.7 for me. Around the same area, yeah. Cool. Hey! We're actually sitting in the same area. Yeah, we're in the same realm bad. of thought. Look at that. Not too bad. Not too bad, dude. Damn. Thank you for listening. Chill. We have new episodes every week. Check that out. What did you just pull out of your eyeball? I don't know. Whoa. Dude, my eye itches so bad. Wow. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Well, you just get in there. We have new episodes every week. We probably will get back on a schedule, but for now, just expect that if you check back about once per week, there's going to be new stuff there. Dude, I'm going on a caving trip right now. Oh, Spelunk in there. Uh, wow. You should see this. That's really gross. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh, um, my eyeball is halfway. Okay. We need to take this out right now. Follow Leanne on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. Check out our website, soundaudits.com. Check out this record. It's self-titled. It's fucking good. For written reviews and um, other things, we are on YouTube. You can find highlights. You can find full episodes and interviews and cool stuff. If you would like to donate to us, please check out our Anchor page that is in our podcast description in all of our bios on social medias, anchor.fm slash soundaudits. It's like a radio station. It's kind of weird, but you can donate to us for the price of two gumballs. You can support two broke college kids. That is only 99 cents, and it will afford us rulers and... um, <laughs> ramen and stuff like that. Stuff Erasers. For school. Erasers, yeah. The Lead. spare pencil here. Lead. We thank you very much. We're going to be back. We have new stuff coming down the pipe. This show is growing. We are gra- glad we grad. We are grad. You are a part of it. Uh, stop, and stop. We will see you next week. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate you coming out. Have a fucking safe weekend to all you college kids who are out there doing college stuff. Good luck. I wish you the best. I really do. Other than that, thank you for listening. Fucking peace out, boys.